hey, we're back. Uh, can you keep a secret? Second go around here. We got a, a new guest. We're going onto the ice with uh, Mr. Ryan Suter, uh, a guy you've known for a while, Tom. What, uh, what can you say about Ryan that the world doesn't already know? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, we've known each other for quite a while and I've got to know him in a lot of different kind of venues from, you know, kind of being in business with him to, you know, just kind of hanging out and getting to know his family. And, um, you know, we're both Wisconsin natives and I've always been kind of proud in the fact that, uh, even in Minnesota, you know, Midwestern people are just, to me are a different elk, you know, I, I like to throw in, I could say different caribou, but then I think I'd confuse everybody. Um, True. but I think that, um, you know, super down to earth, you kind of see, you know, what you see is what you get, you know, he's all about working hard and having fun and taking care of his family. And, uh, I think what people wouldn't realize about him is I think sometimes at least from his persona, you know, he's not the most raw, raw guy in the world, but he, um, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a really good guy and he does care about things and cares about a lot of stuff and he throws everything in it. Um, anything he's doing, he, he gives it 150%. So, um, yeah. I think that's one of the cool things about him. I liked, I liked getting to know him a little bit. My only regret thinking back, we were going to do that shtick where we, uh, you know, he does work for quick trip and we were just going to ask him all kinds of questions about coffee from other gas stations like Casey's and, and, uh, a Safeway. I think that would have been uh, a pretty enjoyable 15 minute diversion, but it's probably for the best that we, we skipped that. But I, I thought he was, uh, he was fun. He's kind of, um, uh, he's, he's different than I thought. Cause on the ice, you know, he looks like a guy who can play to 70 and he probably yeah, will, probably but he, will, but he's got a lot of stuff going on. And, um, I totally enjoyed the conversation. This is, uh, episode two. Can you keep a secret private conversations with public figures, Ryan Suter. Suits. Hey, you guys there? We're here. We're here. Phone here. I'm doing your intro. You ready? <laughs> You ready for this? Perfect. Let's do it. We got to be a little bit of a rube in the beginning, and the rest of it will be normal shit. Tom's very concerned yep. that we'll be rube, so we won't be rubes. But this part's a rube. Ready? American-born, minute-munching, all-star defenseman, alternate captain. The guy's got world junior gold, silver medal in the Olympics, 1,000 games, 90 goals, 498 assists, 588, 1,142 games played. Mr. Mr. Madison, Ryan Suter. How was that good, right? Is any of that wrong? That was good. I I just got some confidence from that. That was great. <laughs> so, so when you listen, so when you hear that, I mean, does that, I mean, does, I mean, I'm, I, we're friends. So, I mean, well, I guess we're not friends. Sorry. I forgot to, <laughs> I, I got to keep the secret here. Um, but I mean, is that does that kind of resonate like holy shit i've I've been playing for a long time and done a lot or is it more like whatever uh it's more like whatever hurry it along and uh let's start talking about some real stuff i don't know i just it is what it, it they're just numbers to me it doesn't someday maybe they'll mean something all right fair enough well, King, I'm going to let you keep going, and then I'm just going to dovetail on some of your stuff. So let's let's just kind of keep the flow here and have some fun. Yeah, we worked on a little question list here um, a couple weeks ago. So, will you tell me a little bit about the bubble? Um, be, not the not playing in front of no fans, but this weird hotel situation. Um, what was that? 
like, and, uh, and then I'm just going to do some follow-up questions. Like, I, I can't imagine that world um, in, I guess you were in Edmonton. What was that like? Yeah, I mean, it was, going into it, you had no clue what to expect. And then you get there and it's like, okay, this, I mean, this isn't too bad. Um, and then the more you were there, it was, it got to be fun. Um, you know, it, it was different for sure. We were like animals at the zoo, basically behind the fence, caged in, um, anywhere we walked, it was, we were fenced in. There were people outside the fence staring at you, um, taking pictures, <laughs> maybe laughing. Uh, but it was, it was fun. It was kind of, we were in our own little world. So I, I got two follow-ups. The, you hear about golf simulators and all this stuff, but when there's a, presumably there's like a bar in the hotel. And what I'm wondering is, are you co-mingling? So is there like a bar? Remember that old painting where like Marilyn Monroe's drinking with James Dean and Elvis? And is there like a bar yeah. in this hotel where there's like all the guys from every Western conference team are just in there? Like it's the KK club and they're just drinking together or was it team by team? Uh, pretty much you're together. I mean, there would be, you'd be with your team at table, but you'd be sitting next to the other team. Um, it was a really fun setup. I mean, yeah, after games, you come back to the hotel and a lot of the teams are, um, in the bar restaurant, eating dinner and having a few beers. And yeah, you got to, I mean, on the way to games, you're walking to the game with, the team you're playing pretty much um i remember before one of the games we're in the elevator going we're in the arena going down to the locker room and we were in there with a couple vancouver guys and we were gonna wait and we're like you know what this is already weird enough just let us we'll just come in with you who cares and they i mean it was just kind of a funny funny thing that one of the guys had said and is there ever a night where it's like hey the I don't know, for whatever reason, maybe there's not as many games the next day. And it's like, hey, you should go down there. It's pretty good. Um, uh, or I guess it's just, yeah. you know, right? It's, there's nobody else in there, right? It's just a bunch of hockey guys. Yeah, exactly. I mean, basically, it's just just the guys. And you're, I mean, yeah, there'd be, there'd be nights where you wouldn't play the night before. So you'd go have a few few extra beers and... Um, once the restaurant would close, you, every team had like team rooms. So you could go sit in your team room and they would have, you know, cards going on or beer. I mean, it was, it was, it was fun. Um, I'm sure those guys now are obviously if you're winning and still playing, you're having a great time, but the guys that have lost out recently, they're probably thinking, well, that got old but for us we weren't there that long and it was it was a lot of fun but if i mean if you're winning and you keep going and you're staying there it just gets that much better i would think well what about though i mean so i mean it's i was thinking the other night when i was watching the stars and maybe the lightning god how long i mean like how long i mean they've been there what three months or when do they go yeah. back no, I, almost three months almost almost three months yeah so like we were there, I'm not sure exactly how many days we were there, maybe 18 days or something like that. But if we would have been there 
to the end, like those guys that are there now, they'll mm-hmm. be, it's like 89 days total that they, they'll be there. Jesus. And so absolutely like, no family, right? No one gets to show up. I heard that they were let, maybe going to let in family to the bubble or maybe I was hearing something, but it's just all team. No idea. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure right now. Before it was just the team. Um, yeah. I know they were trying to get family for the finals. And maybe, I think if you're Canadian, you can go, maybe. Okay. I, I guess I just don't know enough about that. What about, what about like, all the, I mean, what was the, the bullshit parts? Like, you had to get tested every day? Yeah, yeah. So we, I mean, you had to, before you could leave the hotel, you had this app. So you had to get your temperature checked and fill out, like, symptoms. Right. And if your temperature was good, it would give you a green thing on your phone. Okay. So when you were walking anywhere, if you, like they, a security guard can say, hey, let me see your app. So you got to stop, get out your app, and show them that you're green. Um, and then, wow. so that's every morning. That lasts for eight hours. You have to do it every eight hours. And then you'd walk to the rink. You'd have like a time that you would get tested. Like if you had a game, you'd do it right before you got to be at the rink for the game. Right. Or if it was a practice day, it would be earlier in the day. But nose one day, mouth the other, and just rotate it. Who was who was like the liaison for the team? I mean, like, so it seems to me like that would be a really tough gig to get all the players to be on top of that, right? Um, and so yeah. the guy from the wild that basically his whole job was just to be bugging the shit out of you guys, making sure you're doing all of it? Yeah, I mean – we're old enough and responsible yeah. enough where, I mean, you tell us once and, hey, guys, this is how it's got to be. You you do it. Um, but, yeah, our team service guy, Andrew, he would every morning send out the text, this is your testing time. You got to do it be- between these times. And, um, yeah, it's it wasn't that bad. Once you got into the routine, it was it was pretty good. But the uh, the part that it's just right before you walk into the game, you're get something stuck up your nose or in your throat. And then you head to the game. It's just, the whole thing is just, it was weird, but I mean, it worked. I mean, I don't think they've had a positive test yet. No, they nailed it. I mean, and actually I got to tell you Kinger, you can jump in, but from perspective of watching the games, I think the NHL has done a great job. I mean, for some reason, totally agree. Yeah, I don't know if it's the outdoor game shit that you've watched in the past or the Olympics. For some reason, you just don't really it doesn't resonate that there's nobody there. I mean, I mean, in reality, you know there, you know, there isn't, but it doesn't feel Well, I think because I think because the intensity, like hockey is the fastest game on earth and like guys are out there there's not there's not a lot of downtime. Like football, they play for like 5 seconds. Yeah. And then they don't do anything. So there's like, there's time to like look around and all that hockey is intense. And like, you're, you're involved every play. Like that's, that's the difference. And I don't know. I think just better sport. Yeah. I, uh, here's a question for you. I, and I don't, I still can't figure it out. So when I'm watching the game on TV, they constantly are showing these giant, projection screens and they're like instantaneously updated so if if you had just made a great play it appears like in the rink there's these three huge monitors with pictures of you on them and i'm assuming those are not real they're like 
they're added in after the fact just on the TV broadcast. Is that true? Is there there's nothing up there on top except for they've kind of covered the seats and they're putting in all of those no, screens after? No. They are there? No, so they, they yeah, they built out the whole side of the rink. So like every they're actual big screens. Oh, wow. Um, like TVs, yeah. So they that whole side of the rink when you're um when you're on the bench, you're looking across and it's just bleacher, like empty seats. Yep. But from the TV, from the cameras, it looking at the bench, up behind the bench, it's like a whole wall of structure that they put there, that they built. And, so, and, yeah, it's, and when you're in there, is it a green screen? And then they're, they're doing it on the broadcast? Or are you seeing big projections? Yeah, we're seeing it. Oh man, yeah, it's awesome. like a TV screen. Yeah, it's so it's yeah, it's not projected. It's just like a actual screen, like a video board almost. I thought it was fake. That's amazing. It looks like a video game when you're watching it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I got to yeah, ask. So like you can tell who they're talking about, like by who is on the screen or whatever, or yeah, like oh. if the guy scores a goal or yep, they try to make it home ice advantage for the home team. So they'll put up like when we were playing they had wild stuff up and i mean it was cool that's good did they uh yeah this is probably inappropriate but i'm still gonna ask just because it's i'm curious so they have all these restaurants in there and i gotta think if you're like a girl in canada and you can work at a steakhouse in the bubble for two months was the place just staffed with like all the beautiful young people from canada or was it just like sitting with your dudes for two months no they they did a good job of putting uh, <laughs> uh staff in there um keeping it staffed uh like like a normal restaurant yeah hard, um, hard workers i'm sure well yeah okay. yeah hard workers i mean that's why we had to get tested every day because people you know, the, the employees yeah, they got to go no not what you're thinking they got to go home <laughs> every every day <laughs> and live live a normal life and then like we're still there so like we're not going to pass it to each other if it's not in there it can't get in there unless these workers bring it in so i think that's the the reason for the uh all the testing yeah i bet i, I was thinking that's like what a weird world to just you know be the hostess at the bubble steak what restaurants did they have in there how many choices did you have uh there was one, a restaurant in each hotel okay and then there were i think that was and then they bring in like they had like a tim hortons like food truck they had like a um an italian food truck and like maybe like a mexican food truck so and that's like yeah, a, i mean it was yeah it was great it was it was a lot of fun and like i said if you're winning I feel like it'd be that much more fun. That's good. Um, so, hey, we see you're a, you're an East Sider. You're from the East Side of Madison. Now, here in St. Paul, like there's a whole mafia of these guys from the East Side, and it, and, and we know what that means in Minnesota. What does it mean to be an East Sider from Madison? What what is that? It means you're blue collar. You're hardworking. You're tough. All the uh, the West Siders in Madison were kind of soft. We used to beat them all the time in hockey. I mean, basically any sport we would beat them in. Um, 
just means we're tough and like normal people. So you that's kind of how it. That's kind of how it is here, right, King? Yeah, I mean, I'm not from here. I'm from Wisconsin as well, but here the East Siders kind of that would almost be identical to how they look at it. You're like, yeah, yeah, like the cake eaters from Edina. That they're on the west side of town for sure. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> where are you living now, Ryan? <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, King, tell him. I mean, uh, hey, since Kinger used to be your would have been your neighbor. Kinger grew up in Edina. So I grew up yeah. in the back cave that is Indian Hills. Um, and I, okay. the beauty of Indian Hills is if you know it, you know it, but no one that ever goes there knows how to drive around in that place. I lived on Paiute Circle, closer to Braemar. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it was funny when we ran by your house. Um, the uh, Yeah, that's an awesome little um bat cave of a neighborhood where and kirby puckett used to live if you turn right where you're at and kind of go he was probably a half a mile from you and uh he used to yeah just up that little hill yeah he used to give out the full-size candy bars on uh on halloween are you doing full-size for halloween normally are you i I turn my lights off and uh we we take we take the kids trick or treating. Oh, that is no 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 one knew that is completely descript. That is great. Honestly, I I would I would pass out uh, stuff, but it's such a dangerous road, and you yeah, know, you just don't want to put the kids in a bad situation. What, yeah, that's true. What have you seen now? <laughs> so going from the hard, you know, the hard road, the greasers in the east side of Madison. And now you're in the bubble of uh, the small town on the west side with a dream. What what have you seen in Edina? What, what's what are the is it what's it like there? Is it kind of what's that world like right now? It's been a long time for me. I'm trying to change it. I'm trying to you know make it a little tougher. Uh, honestly, it's great people. People here, it's it, it's uh, there's a, a lot of good people that live here. Um, my kid plays for Edina, so I tell him every time we're going to the rink, yeah, I used to come up here. We used to beat these guys up. Uh, <laughs> we wouldn't beat them in hockey, but we'd, we'd beat them up anyway. <laughs> uh, but just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good community, good people here, just like, just like any, any neighborhood. So It's just uh, funny. To, to It's easy to make fun of. Here's a West Side story for you, Ryan. I, I went to Our Lady of Grace, that grade school right there on 100, and and uh, yep. there was going to be a fight at recess, and so everybody was super excited. These two kids were going to fight with each other, so I went out and I'm <laughs> like, "This is going to be awesome!" And uh, they square off. I think one kid was named Arthur, and the other one was named Dave, which is perfect. And uh, and right before <laughs> they start to fight, <laughs> one of them goes, "Hey, nothing to the face." <laughs> And they had a fight. Come on. Yes, no face. He couldn't hit in the face. Uh, yeah, that pretty much sums know, up the way. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, I was going to tell you that pretty knowing King too. That pretty much sums up the way he turned out. But um, <laughs> but so but suits. So you've got a nice setup though. I mean, you live there in the season, and then you roll back to Madison in the summer. I mean, so you got a pretty good, you know, you know, out of both spots. I mean, obviously you're born and bred Wisconsin. That's why you're, you're a rock star. Um, but 
you know, I mean, it's probably a pretty good setup, right? You can, you know, your wife's from the Twin Cities and the kids can do their thing there, but then they've got another setup in the summer living in Madison. So overall, you got to be pretty, I mean, it's a great setup for you, isn't it? Yeah, it, it really is. We, I mean, one of the big reasons I wanted to come to Minnesota uh, was because, I mean, I grew up in the Midwest. I wanted to get kind of come home and then the other thing was my dad it was close for my dad to drive um it was a four-hour drive as opposed to a when I played in Nashville he would drive down there watch the game and then drive right back after the game he'd get home at like four in the morning five in the morning yes and that was that's hard on on somebody so it was nice to be closer and then yeah my wife Becky she's from Bloomington so she's uh it was nice when during the season when we're here we have her family to help us and then in the summertime get back to madison and enjoy the the summers there and be with my family well let's talk about that a little bit so you know we were talking about a little bit before we started this today that you know you and i have known each other for a while um you know, you, you obviously are involved in a lot of different businesses. You've had as much success off the ice as, as you have, have had on it. But one thing is obviously you're with your father and your grandfather, you know, building hockey in Madison and the rank that you own now and the Madison Capitals. I mean, that's a pretty important part of your life, the AAA program there. And then the junior team that unfortunately recently had to call it a season due to a ridiculous restrictions in Dane County, but fill us in a little bit on kind of your, you know, your, your vibe with hockey in Madison and the junior world and just why you're getting involved with it. Um, you know, during your off time. Yeah. So my, my grandpa started the Madison capitals back in 1975. Um, my uncle Gary was on the first team and then they just kept it going. And then eventually my dad took it over um, and, uh, you know, built it, to to what it is. And then, uh, my brother, younger brother, Garrett, he was working with my dad when my dad was around on, you know, making it better, adding more teams. Um, and now we have basically, uh, from when you're seven years old, you can play in our youth organization all the way up till you're, uh, you're a U18. And then if you're good enough, um, we, we want to try to give you a chance to make the, the USHL team, which it was, a, it's been a struggle. Um, this is our seventh year with the team and, um, the last couple of years have been a lot of fun. We moved out to Capital Ice in Middleton. That's where the youth organization is. It's the rink that my, my dad was basically the guy who got it going um started the rink it's 21 years old now and um you know we're playing out of there uh we put three million bucks into the arena last year two summers ago and uh it's it's a it's a fun atmosphere for our ushl team and we were doing everything in our power we were begging the county for the last three months basically to let us have games like the county will not let us have games um there it's not that we can't have fans they they won't let us have games they won't let us have practices a regular practice um and it's just 
it's a shame that we had to basically shut the the team down for the year because it's it was out of our control and i mean if you if you can't practice and can't play games it's pretty tough to to have a season and um i was begging them on the phone last week all week with these guys and they are different not different they're just very uh I don't know what the right word is. Um, yeah, they're. It's just uh, yeah. it's sad that it uh, couldn't work out. Yeah, I mean, I know firsthand how hard you worked at it, and you know, you've really gotten the the, the business and the, the hockey team going in the right direction. And you know, it was just uh, just bullshit that you know, seventy miles up the road, people can play and do all these things, but unfortunately, and in, in your county right now, they're on complete lockdown, and who knows when that's going to change, but. Um, but looking at that business, so I mean, again, everyone talks about your hockey stuff and, you know, we, you know, we didn't, that's not what this podcast is about. This is about more finding out about you and your, your world. I mean, what gets you excited about that business? Like, you know, from the youth level, but up to the capital. So like, what, what part of it do you like the most? I mean, you know, is it picking the players? Is it, you know, making the business run better? Is it, you know, whatever? I mean, I know that's kind of a broad question, but out of all the things that you're doing just alone in hockey, not playing it, but actually being a businessman on it. What, what part of it do you, do you enjoy the most? Um, honestly, the, the, I'm, I'm involved in a lot of different things. And the thing I like, I, I like other businesses. I have more fun doing other stuff. And I think the reason that I wanted this team is, because I, I wanted to play, my dad used to have a USHL team back in the nineties and I wanted a place for our younger players. So you come to our youth program and in the past you don't really have an option. And now these kids get to come to the game and watch these, you know, high school kids that are all going to division one schools and they get to see that. And that's, that's the part I like most. Um, Owning a team that that doesn't really do it for me. I, I know there's a, there's a lot of guys that are that own teams in different leagues that they do it for the wrong reasons. They do it to say they own a team and and this and that. And for me, it's it's the exact opposite. I hate that part of it. I I don't like the business part of the, the USHL. I like the business part of the media company I'm a part of or you know, the different investments that, that I do that I'm a part of, like, that's, that's the part I like about business. Um, the hockey team, it's, it's, uh, it's more, it's more than the, the business side. It's like the, it's rewarding for me to see a kid that played in our youth organization. And now he's playing for our USHL team. That's, that's why I do the USHL. Um, and that's why I do, I, I think the, the junior hockey thing, but yeah, I, I mean, I know I'm running my gums here, but I, it's not about the business for me. It's, it's actually that part of it kind of sucks. It's about developing these kids and, and seeing them come all the way up. Um, would you tell us yeah, about your other yep. business? I, I don't know as much about the media company or it sounds like you've got your hands in a lot of interesting stuff. What are your, what are you pursuing from a business standpoint? I mean, just 
just everything. Um, you know, I, I got a call from a guy, what uh, was it? Probably six years ago now. And it's a TV production company. And he came to me, he showed me, he's like, Hey, look what I can do and look at the quality. And basically he, he's doing a bunch of minor league or not minor league. He's doing major league spring training games. He does like a bunch of, he, I think he has 11 different teams. He does stuff for CBS stuff for Fox sports. Like it's a, uh, it's, it's been a fun business to watch grow. Um, I'm in a development company where we, you know, do apartments and, and, uh, um, hotels and different things like that. Um, I just, I, I like, I love, I love hockey, but for me, the hockey is the, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a game, right? It's supposed to be fun and enjoyable. And that's, that's why I do the USHL so that number one, I think Madison is the nicest place to play in the USHL. I think our arena is, you know, we're getting really close to making it one of the top places to play when we fill it up and hockey is a fun thing. And then these other things are, you know, our, stuff that you you learn you meet people and you get to listen to people and how how they've you know run their businesses and i mean there's just it's interesting finding finding the different people how how they've made successes of their lives well you know one of the interesting things is like i've you know i've i've seen you in action i mean obviously on the ice you're 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 um you're a certain style of player. I mean, you're a leader. You're not a big yeller or screamer. You're not a, you know, you just do your thing. You do it well. Um, you're not looking for the fanfare and the pats on the back and all that stuff. You know, and I've seen you how you've worked on the hockey side of it. Tell us about how you operate with the way you like to operate with your other businesses from your personal involvement. Um, I know you're very involved in the things that I know you from. And I know the way you kind of handle yourself and how you really roll the sleeves up and get, get your hands dirty. Are you the same way with your media company and your investment deals and your real estate and stuff? How, how do you approach those things? Yeah. So like with, we own the rink in Middleton and um, I take a lot of ownership in that. Like I'm just, I, I want it to be a special place for, you know, these kids, coming in we we have a bar in our arena um and like just the the details of that i mean i grew up i drove the zamboni at that rink before i even drove a car um i don't know if that's legal if i can even say that but (laughs) i mean that's that's what i did so i when it comes to that i'm very hands-on i'm involved um if stuff needs to get done um i'll be the first one there to to do it um, and then with the other stuff, that's more of, a basically talking to those guys saying, Hey, what can I help with? Or they're picking my brain on ideas and I'm kind of questioning them, just giving them the opposite side. Um, I'm definitely not a yes man. I, I love to share my opinion. Um, I, I'm, I don't think I'm always right. I mean, I might when I'm arguing, but then when I sit back, I can admit when I'm not right. 
Um, so for those, it's, I'm just kind of sit, I'm on the back in the background and if an idea comes up, they'll run it by me and I'll basically give them my opinion and I'll question their opinion just because I think it's healthy for them to, to have to explain, Hey, we're doing it this way. And I'll say, well, why, why are we doing it that way? I don't, I disagree with you. I think, and if they have a good reason, obviously then, I mean, nine times out of 10, it's for sure. I'm like the first, as soon as they say it, I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. But I, I think it's, it's healthy for you to have that relationship with, with people, the other people that are making the decisions so that you're all at the end of the day, you're all on the same page. That sound is the sound of a noisemaker that sits outside one of my favorite retail establishments in the entire world. They're also the sponsor of this podcast, a store called The Minnesotan. The Minnesotan is supporting Can You Keep a Secret? And you can visit them in downtown White Bear Lake or online at theminnesotan.com. This store is filled with one-of-a-kind items. So when you're thinking about your gift-giving this holiday season, I would encourage you to visit the Minnesotan and give the gift of nostalgia and tradition. Blow minds with something truly personal. You're going to find something you like in there, whether it's an old Ham's winter hat, St. Paul Vulcans, maybe the Fighting Saints, or an old disappeared Minnesota institution like O'Gara's or Al's Liquor. Maybe you want an Edina West Cougars shirt for your spouse. I don't know how you do things, but I can guarantee you the Minnesotan has it, and you can be a powerful gift giver this holiday season. So check them out. You'll like it. So you, so being kind of Wisconsin guy, are you, are you dialed in on like the border battle? Do you like care about the Packers and hate the Vikings and Badgers and Gophers? Are you, uh, is that still something that um, you're very on the, on the Wisconsin side of the equation? Um, yes, yes. And yeah. Uh, the only time. <laughs> <laughs> I I named my dog Favre. So there you go. My oldest dog, he's 12 years old, golden retriever. I named him Favre, and basically, when he got traded to the Vikings or signed with the Vikings, I you put him down. Wore a Vikings jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I I wore a Vikings jersey, and yeah, I mean, I I am a Packers fan, but I'm also a I'm a fan of uh, like the Warriors, the old the old school guys, like the you know Brett Favre type players, Reggie yep. White, those guys, like the guys that that were good and and you know were humble and just good people. Yeah, see, here's the difference, King. King's a big Vikings fan. Being from Wisconsin, I'm a huge Packer fan. I would have to say I mirror everything that Suits just said about Favre until he started playing for the Vikings. That's when I couldn't, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't do that. I couldn't, I could not cross that line. So now that he's I retired, know, but they pushed him out. Well, yeah, but you know, do you? Do it's you feel, still too. What's that? Do you feel that the Packers Super Bowl with Favre is um, <laughs> is discredited because he had adult braces when he won? <laughs> <laughs> 
Not at all. King, <laughs> King, King, Honestly, Scooter, I mean, when Scooter you think that Scooter thing, running yeah, he, across the field with adult braces, I would say that that actually doesn't even count as a Super Bowl. Right? Yeah, when I, and I would say, King, you know, <laughs> your quarterback should get some fucking braces because you never won one. So maybe that would help. <laughs> He'd have to wear the wax, have the wax in there so he doesn't cut his cheeks when he's playing. Um, hey, so. Uh, I can't chirp the braces too much because my son Brooks, he's got <laughs> braces now. But this is how big of a meathead he is. He lost like a molar that one of them's hooked to. And he's got the wire on the molar hooked like just hanging outside his mouth because oh it was like a Saturday and I'm like, Brooks, like any, so Becky, my wife, she called the orthodontist or whatever. They're like, Hey, what can we do? Can we get in and see you? And they're like, Oh, grab a pliers and uh, just snip it off. So I go, I grab like an old wire cutter and I'm trying to snip this, this brace wire and this darn thing would not cut like, so I, I feel like all of his teeth now are going to fall out. So all the braces were a waste because I couldn't cut this thing. You know, you're a meathead when the wire cutter has like the front of it's like burnt out from like getting zapped by the electricity. It kind of shocks the thing. Oh, oh yeah, so yeah. I had to actually go, I had to go buy a, a wire cutters to cut this thing out. So he had to like sleep with it for a couple of days. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm trying to toughen him up. He can't live any diner, right? Yeah, he's got it. Wow, I'm surprised the orthodontist. I, I, I'm surprised people don't have orthodontists in their own homes. But anyway, that's <laughs> some might. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so speaking of, so now I don't. I think you have some involvement with the KK, maybe in Wisconsin, maybe in Minnesota too. That was an interesting brand to see come across the river, right? Because I always knew the KK Club, College Club, is like this mecca of Madison. But then it was popping up in in Dinkytown or whatever. How? What? What are your thoughts on that? You know, that kind of coming across the border, and how are they the same? How are they different? Yeah. So my best buddy um, Jordan, he owns the bars. Um, when he came to me, he's like, "Hey, what do you think of this idea?" At first, I was like, "No, that's. Uh, I think that's a." stupid idea it doesn't make any sense it's you know you think of the, the college club you think of madison and you think of you know having a good time and you just you think of the old college club and then when he started talking to me more about it he's like okay yeah or i was starting to think yeah that makes sense actually i think that'd be fun um and now he has it and it's unbelievable i mean it's still really weird to see the uh, purple and gold college club logo. Yeah. But when, when you get over that, it's, it's actually, it's really cool. Like, I don't know if you guys have been there, but it's, it's awesome. It's clean. It's, I mean, it's brand new and it's a, uh, it's an awesome time for sure. I've been Ryan, you know, this, I think I went to the one in Madison one time, maybe. Did you have fun? No, I, yeah, I think I've been there more than once. Yeah, I had a pretty good time. I had a pretty good time. <laughs> did you? Uh, did you, were you able to walk out or? Yeah, a couple times. I think a couple times I walked out on my own. A couple times I had yeah. some assistance. 
This so. guy, your buddy too, that runs it, that Jordan, I met him. Uh, he actually stole a case of beer from me once when I was down there for uh, the outdoor game, Minnesota, Wisconsin. I, I was keeping it in a bush and he took it and, and took it in his Uber, I think. But how about that guy? He's got the life, man. He's almost the real life Jay Gatsby. When you're running the KK club, he just keeps getting older. They stay the same age. I mean, that's just a, that's a good gig for the young man. Seriously, he's, he's got to figure it out. Those guys, he, honestly, he runs a, a really good business. Like you watch him when he's, when he's there and working, like he's dialed in and like he's got, he hires good employees. Um, and yeah, he, he, he runs a really good business for sure. The, uh, so one thing we hear about you a lot, which I think is amazing and sort of hilarious is this idea of farm strong. And I know Ryan, that you don't go around telling people that you're farm strong, or if you do, that's <laughs> even better in a weird way. <laughs> what, what's it like? There's people that, that I know really close. Do you, what, is, what does that mean? Like, so I think I probably have what's called dad strength. Um, yeah. And I know yeah, you're, I think father. it's called a dad body and like <laughs> dad belly, maybe. Yeah. I don't know if it's got dad. a dad bod for sure. You see how the zoom, starts, <laughs> the zoom starts right here. But what, uh, what is farm strong? What does that mean? I mean, do you have overalls? I mean, are you drinking whole milk or like, what, what does that mean? Farm strong? Um, that's a good question. I think it just means I'm stronger than everybody else on the ice. <laughs> Other than that, I really, I really don't know what it means. Yeah. Cause you're not a big Someone's weight. Like, you're not a big weightlifting guy or anything, right? You don't lift. I mean, you train and stuff, but you're not a big, you know, hitting the pump and a bunch of weights. Right. No. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I work out every morning, but it's yeah. not like meathead bodybuilder like weightlifting stuff it's basically just stuff to keep me looking like i'm a farmer no keeping me like uh in shape and, <laughs> and looking as great as i do yeah you um, do look great <laughs> but the i don't know what the hell it means honestly like someone i think pierre mcguire said it on the air so now every single time like over the last five or six years if I go in the corner of someone and they fall down, I might not even touch them. I'll come back to the bench and that's everyone's joking. Oh, he's farmer strong. All like the guys are just giving it to me. And I tell them, I was just like, I'm smarter than all these guys. And I just, I, I maybe that's what farm strong means. Maybe I'm mentally strong. It's like a myth. You're like a Paul Bunyan's ax or Paul Bunyan and, Babe, the blue ox. I mean, now it's, it's kind of cool to hear that now people fall down just cause they're, they don't want to deal with it. I, yeah, I know because I, I drive a tractor in the summer. Zach Parisi, he calls me uh, a fake farmer. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think, I think I'm a real farmer, like out there, I got a tractor, I got a skid steer. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a real farmer. Yeah. How, how much farming do you do out in Edina? How's that? <laughs> uh, I actually sold my house in Berlin right now. It's fall. Yeah, I actually sold my house in uh, Wisconsin on the farm. So now I don't even have a farm to say I'm a farmer. You're a city slicker. 
Yeah, exactly. So I want. I still try to muck it up a little bit, though. I still got my skid steer, cutting trees down, moving stuff around. <laughs> so you're a real farmer, okay? We got that. Yeah. Well, I want to know about Culver Military Academy. What is like? What is that? Does that have any residue on your life now? Do you make your bed super tight, or are you like? I know you got the farms drawn, but what what do we carry over from a place called Culver Military Academy? Yeah, so I went there my sophomore year of high school. I got kicked out of my high school back home. For what? They were going to kick my dad. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I went. Uh, my uncle had gone there, so I went there to play hockey. Um, it was a great experience. I would wake. You'd have to wake up at like six. Stand outside your room at attention. Your belt buckle shot. We wore military uniforms. Belt buckle was shined. Um, shoes shined. Doorknob. Every like your bed had to be made perfect. Um, you go outside. Once you get everything's okay, inspected there, then you'd have to go to the uh, um, outside and you'd march to breakfast. Uh, it, it was awesome. It was a great experience. Played hockey there. Went there for a year. Then I went to Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, played there for two years and then back to Wisconsin. But what did I get out of it? I, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, like, I'm kind of a perfectionist. Like, I like things clean and organized, um, kind of to a fault. I think, like, my kids can't stand me because... I'm trying to, you know, keep these guys, like, I want them to be like me, right? I want them to have, put their stuff away and not have to pick up after them all the time. But I just think uh, there was a, this commencement speech this guy was given. He was a military guy. I'm sure you guys have heard it. The guy, um, he talks, he's like, the one thing every morning, he's like, I get up, I make my bed because I know that's a for sure. He's like, if I'm lucky enough to come home or when I come home, my bed's made, that's, that's a win. He's like, you want to have as many successes and wins along the day as you can. So yeah, I, he, I, I just thought that was kind of neat. Yep. Is that, is he a Culver guy? I've seen that video. Is that, was he one of your guys or is I that? I don't think he, no, he, he was like, he's like a real, real military guy. I, I, I just, you know, I didn't have to go to war or. Like I was, I'm just, I was a fake military. Just had to shine my bed, shine, shine my belt buckle and make my bed. You, you shine your belt buckle, you ride a tractor once a year. You're, you got all, you're kind of like an actor. You got all these different roles yeah. you can play. Um, exactly. I got some dumb stuff I need to hit here. Uh, so with your dad in Miracle, I mean, do you think Miracle's a better movie than Slapshot because of all the USA vibes happening there, all the feelings, or or are you a Slapshot still over Miracle? Slapshot's unbelievable. Um, Gun to your head. I mean, when yeah, I think when I'm with my kids, 100% it's Miracle, but I'm actually trying to get my son, Brooks, to get into the uh, Slapshot. I want him to watch it. Do you oh, think nine's God. too young? Well, yeah, so I think it's a little too young. So I, mean, I did it. You did. There's like a seven-minute scene where a woman's just sitting on a bed. Naked yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in. I think nine's a little too young. 
Yeah, I don't remember that scene, maybe. Um, but, like, no, he's I watching, like, yeah, he's watching Major League. He's watching, uh, mm. what else is, I mean, his buddies come over and they're like, hey, can we buy this movie? I'm like, yeah, I used to watch when I was a kid. So, oh, I, yeah, wow. I mean. We might, we definitely might have to edit that just to protect you there. No. Yeah. Really? No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> I'm telling you, though, this scene. It, it seems like an eternity. I watched it with my, uh, either my son or daughter. And I just remember seven year old or five year old. They were, they were young. They were young. And I remember thinking, well, this can't be that long. And it's like a third of the movie is just a woman naked in the bed. <laughs> really? Like, yeah. I, I, didn't I don't remember it. that. I mean, I, the last time I watched it was probably on a bus headed to some hockey game, but yeah. huh. it's, uh, maybe it's, I should watch it again before. I let no, them watch it. Just, just see what happens. So, hey, I, go for it. I know, uh, I know, Garrity mentioned this to you, but I thought it was hilarious. So, we play in this golf tournament, Hendrickson Foundation, Darby, uh, Larry, who you probably knew, the late Larry Hendrickson, yeah. awesome, yeah. helping um, uh, disabled hockey players and military and everything. But so, I'm in this tournament. And they got all the gimmicks, the longest drive, longest putt. So I think Matt Dumbo won everything in the whole tournament. So so you you get up to the the stakes are in the fairway, and it just says Matt Dumbo on it, longest drive. And I'm thinking, NHLer, he's like a celebrity guest at this tournament, but he signed every he he signed up for everything and took home the hardware. What what are your thoughts on that? I I uh I was surprised. I, I think did he what, did he stay he around? Did he stay around for the presence or not? I don't, I don't know if he snagged the presence or not. It might maybe he. But, but I you're, was, you're salty because he put his name on it. Yeah, I was like, That's, come on, yeah, That's borderline, borderline. Okay, so a lot of times I'm not defending him, but a lot of times, like when you play in these tournaments, like he'll hit it. And he'd be like, no, I don't, I don't want my name on that. And then like someone in his group will write his name on it. Yeah. So I, uh, okay. Little hijinks. Little yeah. Little. I mean, because honestly, that's, I played in a Ronald McDonald house one last weekend or last week. And man, I was dialed in, hadn't played in like four months and hadn't swung a club. Just, I was just dialed in and I, potentially could have put my name on a couple and I'm like, you know what? I don't, I want other people. Like, I don't really, it, this doesn't mean anything for me, but I, uh, got an email saying that I won one. So I'm embarrassed by it. <laughs> so I feel like I pulled away and they wrote my name on it. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's just that those situations happen and, but yeah, he shouldn't be collecting prizes and stuff. Like, come on, man. Well, Hey, so, you know, golfing aside, you know, as it, as it is the season, ended, we got to let you go here. Cause I know you, you got some things you got to do, but kind of my last question and King, you can dovetail off it a little bit, but you know, excited about next year. I mean, you know, we try to stay away from hockey questions, but I mean, I mean, you think you're gonna, you know, uh, you think, you know, coming out of the bubble, you know, had the, you know, it's going to be a weird year again, starting in December. It looks like more like January, you know, the timing's going to be off. 
you know, you and Zach now have been there, you know, you know, how many years, how many years you've been six, seven years, uh, seven, eight, eight years now, eight, eight years, you know, yeah. you guys got yeah. some good young players and you know, there's been some goods and some, some tough times. I mean, what are your thoughts, man? I know it's the stereotypical hockey question, but you're looking forward to playing again or is it, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, honestly, I really am. I'm looking forward to getting back to some normalcy. Um, just with all this crap going on right now with the Corona, you just, I mean, just get back playing, um, get on the ice. You know, you feel comfortable there. Hopefully when we start playing, we can have fans in our building and just get back to it. I think, I think our team, you know, the way we were playing at the end of the year before the the break, it, uh, our, our team was, was buzzing and it's, it sucks that that break had to come because I think going into the playoffs, um, you know, the way we were playing would have been, it would have been a special thing for us. We could have done something special, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I have no clue on timing. I wish they would, I wish we could figure that out soon just so you can plan. Like, like I'm talking to all the guys, like when are we going to start skating trying to figure out everything so you can kind of, map out your training and so you're at the peak when it's time to go so we're uh we're trying to figure out those dates and once we get those figured out it'll be you know it'll give you something to work towards and you know our our team is is you know it's coming coming together there's been some changes and uh hopefully we're we're gonna start taking that next step have you met the uh the russian yeah, I, I met him a few years ago. Um, I played against him last year at World Championships yep. with him over there. Did you run, and, did you run him? Uh, <laughs> I tried. <laughs> no, he he uh, he's a good guy. After the game, we were talking, and you know, he he's he, he'll be good for us. I think uh, we just got to be careful with how much pressure we're putting on on these guys. I mean, it's it's going to take him some time to get adjusted coming over from Russia. Um, you know, he's got high expectations from everybody's put high expectations on him and it's going to take him some time, but he's, he's a damn good player and he will, uh, I think he'll be good for us. Yeah. Wow. We appreciate you doing this, buddy. Thank you. Ryan. Yeah. Thanks suits. I'll uh, call you later. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, so, for sure. We'll talk to you. See bye. you guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you.